backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey, everybody. I called Rusty Ship and AJ Newton of Rusty Ship to find out more about the new album called Dark Side of the Ocean. And we talked about their upcoming single, What's Crackin'. We did a pre-release here on Solid Rock Radio, so you've probably already heard it. So let's just jump right into the interview. I have Rusty Ship and AJ Newton of Rusty Ship. How are you guys doing? So good, Cindy. Thank you so much for having us. Good, Cindy. Good to see you again. You too. I've interviewed both of you, but separately. Here we are. So now we finally get the two of you together. Mm -hmm. And the last time I talked with you, Rush, you weren't even married yet. You've been married since I saw you last. Yeah, I've been married less than a year. That's awesome. Congratulations. Classic pandemic wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very happy to be one of the couples that started out the pandemic single and came out the other side married. Um, definitely better than the uh, the other way around. And they lived happily ever after. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, yep. Every day is just peaches and cream. Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you have some stuff going on. So we had to get back on here again and talk single album, all kinds of stuff. So where do you want to begin? Well, I guess maybe, yeah, we could talk about our upcoming single that we're going to be releasing, which is okay. part of our upcoming album. All right. Well, let's start there. It's called What's Crackin', and <laughs> it's kind of like every Rusty Ship fan's dream come true. It, you know, that like since the beginning that this band ever had any inclination toward anything nautical, you know, there was some guy who's like, dude, you should totally do a song about the Crackin'. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, maybe we'll get to that one day. Well, guess what? We're here. It's a song about the Kraken of nautical folklore. But it's actually an incredibly deep song lyrically. I think, AJ, you could agree with this. Very much so. The nautical rock is kind of a surface level kind of flashy entertainment thing. Mm -hmm. But underneath the, the nautical mask, so to speak, there's a lot of deep philosophy going on. And this song is no exception. This is one of my favorite songs lyrically that I've ever written. And um, it's really, it's like talking about the Kraken, but it's got these philosophical undertones that's just kind of exploring all the stuff that people wrestled with during the pandemic in 2020 when I was writing it. It's uh, really exploring just what is the nature of truth and how can one really know what's real and what's not especially in this current culture that we live in, where it seems like in some ways truth has never been more elusive. In history, there was all these uh, reported sightings of this creature, the Kraken. And it, it was to the point it was literally recorded in a science book that Kraken was one creature. Well, decades later, they're like, nah, it actually wasn't a creature. So that actually isn't a science fact. So there's a lot of parallels to the what we're encountering now in our current mm-hmm. culture, like, Okay, scientists are saying this, but scientists are also saying the opposite. And who's right? Who's wrong? They're saying this is news on this station, but then this other news station is saying the exact opposite. (laughs) Where do you go for truth? So it's exploring all of that stuff in a very deep nautical rock package. It's deep, as deep as the ocean floor. (laughs) What do you got to say about this, AJ? It's a quirky song, man. It's a fun one. And like Rusty said, it's probably one of my favorites off of the new record. Um, Not just because it's 
AJ's first time doing some vocals on a rusty ship. Uh, oh. Yeah, I uh, I adapted my my best weird voice that I could. So to wait, of, wait, are you the Kraken? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of just a guy who's given some messages throughout the song. We kind of channeled some avenues of Pink Floyd, where if you used to listen to a lot of Pink Floyd records, they do a lot of talking and overlaying with the music. So this one was a fun one to explore with that. But like Rusty said, lyrically, it is kind of a, a tug of war with if you imagine, you know, two sides of things pulling back and forth and the word truth right in the middle. It's this constant tug of war of who's telling what and what's true, what's false. Um, so it's a fun play on words with that. Uh, it gets you thinking about it. But the best part of it, it, it's wrapped up in this gritty, grungy rock song that turned out amazing and we're very very proud of it and cannot wait to release the kraken so to speak (laughs) so the world can experience it with us yeah it's a fun one and yes we did say the words release the kraken in the song (laughs) because asking us begging pleading with us to do that i'm gonna throw the rusty ship fans a a bone we listened (laughs) delivered big time yeah it hasn't been long, like a couple of months back, maybe you you released Bottom of the Barrel. Yeah, that's an awesome song. Thanks, Cindy. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. It's actually the most successful song we've had so far up to this point, as far as like radio play and stuff. What do you have to say, AJ? I was actually just talking to a friend today about that. And I said, you know, it kind of caught us by surprise because like you talk to all these different artists, Cindy, I'm sure we all think the same way, but when we create, we release it into the into the ether and we're like, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it, or I don't know what they're going to think of this, right? When we were kind of exploring, hey, which song should be the first one right out the gate to kind of paint the palette, give everybody the big picture of what this new Rusty Ship album is going to be like, um, Rusty was absolutely right when he's like, it should be bottom of the barrel. It's going to help paint that overall picture for everybody. And within the first two weeks, it had already broke the top 25 on Christian Music Weekly's rock chart. And it has kind of bobbed around that top 25 chart now for over 18 weeks off and on. And it peaked at number six. So at one point to say that we had the number six Christian rock song in the country was astounding for us. Yeah, it it absolutely blew our minds um, because we had never had that kind of an accomplishment before. And uh, I think it threw me and Rusty specifically off for a loop. We were were like, wow, it's amazing that it's resonating that well with people. But the messaging, the lyrical messaging, not just in that song, but really across this whole album, I, I give Russ so many kudos for this. He really did a fantastic job lyrically painting so many wonderful hope inspired hope filled messages throughout this record so i hope that that's what is really gravitating people towards the music is they're finding those messages and they're loving it you know we're proud of that song we're very very proud of it how did that particular song come to be it was a melody swirling around my head for probably five years just kind of building up steam and kind of new parts originating around the primary chord progression over time. And um, AJ and I were jamming at band practice and I had the chord progression and that riff kind of came out of the chord progression based on the groove that AJ was doing. Finding out where it fit in the album kind of took on shape of the lyrical content and the storyline. 
which is basically a narrator in the album, he keeps sinking deeper into the ocean and um, he, he drowns and his soul is kind of detached from his body so that uh, flesh and spirit separate. And as he does that, it's like the light from his soul kind of lights up when there's all darkness around him because it's pitch black. But it's funny because at the bottom of the ocean, actually, the, the fish that are down there have bioluminescence, so they glow. And it's kind of the symbol of even in the darkest parts of the world, doesn't matter how bleak or dark it gets, there's still a light anywhere you can go. It doesn't matter how dark, there's still a light there. So that's some of the metaphorical imagery there with that. Which I think is a beautiful message coming. I want to say we're coming out of this COVID period for the last two years because there was a lot of darkness out there for the past two years. And everybody was looking for some sort of a light in that darkness. And um, I like to think that maybe that's why people are resonating so fondly of that kind of song. You know what I mean? They're, they're mm-hmm. hearing that kind of message coming out of this dark period the past two years. And it's it's helping them heal a little bit. I mm-hmm. hope so anyway. That and it's wrapped around a really, like Russ said, it's a really groovy, fun-filled kind of song. Um, and we had fun with it, with the, the music video. Um, yeah. Even had a guest appearance by Davy Jones himself. So that's I always saw that. Fun. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun to bring him Guitar in. solo by Davy Jones. Yeah. I mean, how many bands can say they got Davy Jones on speed dock and come in and do a guitar solo for us? You know, it's fun. And then... Um, I'm a little biased toward it, too, because um, I got to finally do like a drum introduction to a song. So the whole song kicks off with me doing some tom hits and then a quick drum fill into the groove, which I'm a fan of because I've always just wanted to experiment and do that. And Rusty loves me enough that he actually let our lead off song start with the drum. So it it was a (laughs) win-win. He's a good guy, Rusty. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. This hour of music is made possible in part by our business ministry partner, TPI Professional Print and Marketing Solutions, specializing in posters, flyers, banners, and more. Rethink your print. More info on the web at printinganaken.com or by calling 803-226-7898. The name of this album is Dark Side of the Ocean? Yes. I mean, it is kind of intentionally poking fun at the Dark Side of the Moon album, so we're not just completely naive and named it album dark side of the ocean without knowing about the pink floyd album (laughs) but that's kind of intentional and i don't know we're we're a nautical rock band so we like to have fun with inserting nautical things in where we can it's like it says at the very beginning of our album 80 percent of the ocean is unexplored it just leaves you to wonder what could be down there in the ocean that in the parts that have never been uh seen by mankind and scientists are um, they estimate that I think like 90% of the ocean species have never been discovered yet. It's like, wow, there's so much mystery down there in the dark side of the ocean where mankind has never been to before. So we use that kind of as a launching pad to just let our imagination and creativity run wild um, with what could be down there. We came up with this whole story that was just very imaginative and artistic and creative and just out there about you know what could be down there at the bottom of the ocean. If you've been keeping up with any of our singles we've released so far, then you kind of know kind of the gist of some of what's going on in the upcoming album storyline. It's a journey where we actually take the listener on a ride down to the bottom of the ocean. And then once we get to the bottom of the ocean, there are some 
secrets that are revealed there to the listener. And then we kind of introduce them to this under underwater world. Right now, the plan is that this is going to be released in November. You had a crowdfunding campaign. Don't you have a pre-order or how's that working? We do have a pre-order. Um, a lot of people have already heard the entire album because they pre-ordered it through our crowdfunding. So those people have already gotten a digital copy. And um, since the crowdfunding expired, um, we have recently opened that up to anybody who wants an advanced copy. Um, we only have the digital available right now, but if people are, are interested, they can buy just the digital copy and we'll send them the, the MP3s. And uh, so you can do that on our website, rustyship.com. With two uh, Ps. With two Ps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, I mean, we did make some exclusive merch just for the people that did the, the crowdfunding. But we have some extra stuff. If they didn't hear about the crowdfunding or missed the deadline or whatever, anybody, they can shoot us a message or send us an email and we might be able to work something out to get them like an exclusive T-shirt or stickers or whatever. Awesome. Festivals and touring. Let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're about halfway through 22, which is just crazy to even think about. Um, we've had some fun shows already this year. We, we played a... Uh, rock and roll marathon here in Nashville that was the St. Jude's rock and roll marathon that we try to play every year, but because of COVID, it got shut down the last couple of years. So we had a blast playing that all day long. There was 20,000 people running, jogging for a good cause. The money raised from that goes to St. Jude's Children's Cancer Research. So that was fun to do. Uh, in June, uh, we've got uh, a show at uh, my hometown, Shelbyville, Indiana, the Strand Theater there on June the 17th. The night before that, we're actually playing uh, the big Christian rock festival, Kingdom Come Fest, up in Greentown, Indiana. And then just a few weeks after that, uh, we're playing Audio Feed Festival again up in that Champaign-Urbana, Illinois area. And I believe we're playing that. That's uh, Sunday, July the 3rd, if I'm correct on that, Russ. Uh, yeah, July 3rd at Audio Feed. Okay. And then after that, I've got a whole list of pending other shows that I'm locking up details for for uh, late summer into the fall. It's nice to have that feeling of, hey, we get to get out and do this again, you know, because it's yeah. one of my favorite things to do is perform live. I like to see that instant reaction on people's faces. And man, we missed it for the last two years. So it was such a good feeling to get back in the swing of things and doing that this year. Yeah. Uh, Rusty, are you still doing your rambling on the social media? <laughs> How do you know about my rambling? I know about your rambling because I see your social media. Okay. <laughs> but I want you to tell people about it. It's so funny because like whenever we do the rambling, it's like, oh, wow, not many people got on uh, today. But then I'll hear from people later. I got off work and watched the replay. I'm like, wow, how many people are out there watching this thing after the fact? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of amusing to me because it's just silly ship nanigans. I mean, it's just like kind of ridiculous every Wednesday. It's like not much of a plan. It's literally me rambling, as the name would suggest. <laughs> but we are doing it every Wednesday, noon, central time. If you want to come and talk to me about whatever, do it. If you want to hear a special Rusty Ship song, you can request it. If you want to ask me what I think about anything, you can ask. And otherwise, I'm just going to kind of ramble and do whatever I feel like in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> For an hour every Wednesday. Come hang out on the ship. That's right. Yep. I'm on board the ship. 
I was going to say kind of in the same vein of the Wacky Wednesdays, too. We started the Ghost Ship, which is our monthly subscription Patreon group during COVID. And we still carry that on to today where we'll get on there once a month and we'll, as a band, we'll do acoustic performances and perform. We even do karaoke nights. We try to have a lot of fun with it. We get good and goofy. Uh, it's always a blast, though, but it's a great way for us just to stay connected with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good way for us to, to meet the people that are our biggest fans. Like last time we, we did an icebreaker question, what were you like in high school? And so all yeah. the ghost shipmates could chime in and everybody kind of got to know each other more with like getting to know more beyond just the the name on facebook who is this person behind this username tell me about this sea shanty idea or song yeah well again it's like um some of these things that people are always telling us that we should do like hey when are you guys gonna do a sea shanty and so it's like all right let's give them a sea shanty like and we've had like sea shanty elements in our songs before but never just a full-on authentic sea shanty Mm -hmm. until now fish in the sea baby full-on sea shanty like a minute and a half long yeah i'm trying to make every rusty ship fan's wildest dreams come true on each album Like, uh, we have a song we released earlier this year called King of the Deep. It's kind of like the ultimate Rusty Ship song. Like, everything that you could want from our band, it's there in that song. It's like the most nautical, underwater crew of sailor, pirate, ghost, singing guys. (laughs) Just like, we threw everything into that one. (laughs) (laughs) And I was I was literally thinking about like our listeners, like they are going to flip when they hear this song. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. That's nice that you, you listen and, uh, and you deliver. When we finally finished recording, I was like, when we start releasing these singles, nobody's going to know what's coming next. Every single single is it's so diverse of a record. It's just a, a conglomerate of things, but kind of in true rusty ship fashion. There's a little bit of something on the record for everybody. <laughs> My goodness. Absolutely. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. Who's been the most influential person in your life? Ooh. Are you talking about like actual person in my life in the present? It can be. Okay. Wow. Um, is Jesus a possible answer to this question? Does that count? Well, I kind of figured that would be in the mix. Influential person. I mean, well, okay. I mean, my parents were pretty influential. I wouldn't exist without them. But um, aside from that, certainly Jesus is probably the most uh, significant because his his words are convicting more than anybody else's words in history, basically. And uh, no one has quite the daily convicting dagger that the words of Jesus does. So always shaping me, probably the biggest shaping factor of anything in my life yeah and then i i'm really into psychology um i really like tony robbins and some of these personal development people they've they've actually transformed my life so in a sense it's like jesus uh transformed like my spirit and like my beliefs my theological beliefs but some of these other helpful people out there have really conditioned my psychology so that i'm literally taking better care of my body and my emotions and psychology. And it's it's literally the reason that the band Rusty Ship exists, because without a lot of this influence of 
um, some of these wise people out there, I wouldn't have uh, the confidence or drive to like really dive into purpose force kind of behind my uh, convictions and drive for this band that pushes me through fear and self-consciousness and lack of confidence and stuff like that. Mm. What about you, AJ? Who are my biggest influences? Yeah. That's a tough question to answer there. I would probably have to dovetail off of Rusty's answer with Jesus just because of the teachings and everything that I feel like I learned daily from Mm -hmm. him or anything, uh, you know, taken from the Bible when I'm, when I'm doing my prayer time and, and reading up. Um, because you get strength from that every single day, strength, knowledge, and wisdom. Those are the big three that I get every single day. And, um, on the more personal side of the fence, um, I'd probably say my dad was probably my single biggest positive male role model in my life growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, he passed 10 years ago. So not having him around to bounce ideas off of him or pick his brain on things or get advice that, that kind of still hurts, you know, just having mm-hmm. that aspect of it. He was a lot like me and a lot like my younger brother in the fact that, like, very lighthearted. You can't take life too seriously. you got to stay as positive-minded as you can. But you have to have a very strong work ethic in anything that you're going to dedicate yourself towards. This thing known as Rusty Ship that Rusty has blessed me to be a part of for years now, and he might back me up on this, but I work very, very hard at it. Like not just the drumming side of the fence, but all the things that people don't see that we do behind the fence, reaching out to radio stations, talking to awesome people like you, building and fostering these relationships across the board. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, but it's worth it because it means it's getting our message across to people because we believe in the messages that Rusty's writing, because we know that they're going to heal people. My main goal is to try to help heal the world one song at a time. Mm-hmm. If we're doing our jobs right as musicians, then that's the end result. Somebody's going to get some healing from what we're doing. So the big two are Jesus and my father. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. And that's that's really for real what AJ's saying right there. Like, that's actually something we're completely 100 percent intentional about is the, the songwriting behind these songs and like the message. And we're trying to write songs that are going to challenge people's thinking when they hear the lyrics and get them to maybe think about things that they haven't thought about before and literally question people to to come up with answers for their own life that is going to be like personally transformative. And every album that we do, that drive and that vision and that mission gets more refined this upcoming album like by far more than anything we've released up to this point the lyrics are so much more um, intentional about trying to heal people and you can tell that even just in the lyrics of bottom of the barrel like it's it's different than the stuff that we've released in the past like there's always been a hopeful message but it just it's getting more and more clear and more and more obvious and we're kind of like beating around the bush less and using less vague language and trying to get more specific. Like, if you believe this, it's going to directly change your life today. Shape how your perspective of how you see the world so that you see the world in a way that you literally have more peace, more happiness. Like, you feel the love of God more because of how your beliefs are shaped. Which one of your songs represents you the most? That is a great question. I love that question. Um, well. I mean, the thing that just jumps 
into my head. I'm just thinking about like the song like is probably like the most personal to me. A time in my life that was like the most special time that a song came out of it. I'm very, very fond of a song that I wrote called Tip of My Tongue because that was more than any song that I have written. And this is from our uh, Mortal Ghost album that came out in 2017. I think probably more than any other song, that was me trying to literally make the best song I could and like draw different chords and melodies and riffs together from my ideas collection and to make the best offering toward God that I could like the best first fruits musical offering I could to God. It was that song. Um, so I'd probably say that it's just very personal. I'm like, I feel the presence of God when I play it, when I listen to it. And so it's very, very special, very personal. And I, I feel like it's holy even. Hey, Jay, do you have one as well? Uh, I would probably say that's a great question. First off, that's a tough one to answer, but my gut immediately pulled me towards what will be this new single, What's Cracking, probably for twofold reasons. But the first one is my whole life, I've been like this constant seeker of truth. So when Rusty was talking about that, like this, it's like this tug of war of truth and where it lies in this world we find ourselves in. And it's and I felt like I've been that kind of way my whole life, you know, like, oh, who's Who's to say that's right or that's wrong or where's the truth lie in this story or that story or this, you know. So I resonate with that lyrically. Um, musically wise, though, it's just a ripping good song. It, it's a fun, rocking, grungy, gritty kind of song. And that always pulls at my heartstrings because I grew up listening to grunge rock and this one's just a gritty, grungy song. So I fell in love with the riffs when Rusty first introduced me to them. Um, I'm proud of how it turned out. But lyrically wise, it's just like Rusty said, it's a funny, quirky thing about a Kraken. But then again, it's not. So <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time, I used to tell Rusty it was Crack Baby. It was it was off the Mortal Ghost record. It was Crack Baby. I listened to that song so many times over and over again. Because it reminded me of songs I fell in love with back in the day when I was growing up listening to grunge rock music. But um, I'm a I'm a sucker now for for what's cracking. That's why I'm really excited to see people's reactions. I was equally as excited when when we were about to release Bottom of the Barrel because I was like, ooh, we haven't released anything in two years. This gonna blow people's minds. And I'm right there again with what's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> we hope it blows people's minds. Yes, their minds get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your grunge era, if you could go back in time, what decade would you go back to? Ooh, I'd probably go back to the 90s just because I am I was a kid in the 90s and I have such strong nostalgia. Yeah. I would, I would love to go through it again and just be there. Yeah. As that age or as your age now? As my age now. And I would hang out with my child self. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. The 90s was it was a lot of fun being a kid in the 90s. Before the Internet and smartphones and everything like that, you had to go outside and play. You had to, you know, you made friends. You did you did fun stuff, you know, a little bit more than everybody's glued to technology now. Yeah. OK, guys, looks like we might be out of time. Cindy, I just want to say that we in this band, um, we don't know you in person, but we are actually big 
Cindy Blankenship fans. Just from what we've seen over the years, and I'm being completely serious about this because oh, absolutely, um, it's like it's like the whole thing with the Grizzly Awards. Like Christian rock artists really don't get enough support, right. and it's like for real. It is tough out there. It's hard to find the support of fans, followers, venues, just people. So it's it really means the world to us that to know that there are people like you out there who who really believe in what bands like us and others are doing. Because I know, I mean, from, from my own perspective, I mean, I've been pursuing this band for almost 15 years, just writing songs. And it is it is such a tough uphill battle every step of the way. And the only way you can make it to where we are now, where we actually have songs played on the radio and stuff, it was just like, you know, a decade of banging my head against a wall. And I was just doing it because I believed in it personally. And I, I thought that I had a calling from God. So I felt like convicted to keep banging my head against the, the wall. And it's just crazy now in our in our band's career. Like now we're finally starting to see like the first signs of like success and like support from people like people actually like what we're doing. And I'll be honest, I'm not used to it. It's really surprising and shocking. Just a, a huge breath of fresh air for me as an artist to be like, whoa, people actually do care about what we're doing out there. And they, they appreciate it. It's not just in my head. Like, it's actually people like it. Mm -hmm. And um, so you're a big part of that. We see what you do. It just really means a lot to us, knowing that there are people like you out there. And I know um, there are people we haven't even met yet that are like you out there. And I, I can't wait to meet those people. And it's just going to reinforce what we're doing in this band all the more and reinforce uh, the calling that we feel. Amen. Well, cool. I see you guys as what I call musicianaries, and you have a very important calling, and I believe the church should support it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And yeah, I, I can't say that any better than the way Rusty said it, but just know that you have a special place in our hearts, Cindy, and you know we're forever grateful for having you in our lives. So thank you. And oh, we much. Well, y'all are so sweet, and I hope to see you soon out there on the road. Yeah, you will. All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Cindy. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more great music, and check out my blog page on the Solid Rock Radio website for my guests' social media links. If you've missed any of my past interviews, you can find them uploaded to podcast.solidrockradio.org. Have a wonderful week, and let's be kind to one another.